season it is definitely my favorite time of the year because this is where the theory crafting starts it's where you start constructing your roster it's start it's exactly when you start conforming how you want your fantasy football team to look like do you want the heavy rbs the wide receivers the tight ends the early kicker and defense the no rb all those different type of strategies. We're going to talk about it, when you should apply it, and how you could use it to manipulate the draft for you to come away with the pre-draft victory. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Natter, alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How you doing over there? I tell you how I'm doing, man. I am happy to be back. It is good to be back talking football. We've taken a bit of a break. I think we needed to recharge the battery somewhat. And oh, yeah. Now, I am just pumped pumped for this upcoming fantasy season i know you you just sent me a message it said mock draft question mark and i knew right away that it was going to go down oh yeah we're back baby we're back so we did you uh did you go on vacation or anything while uh, we had a little hiatus yeah been here there and everywhere man uh been to france for a week that was incredible definitely recommend that went so back you surrendered <laughs> funnily enough the place we went was the last holdout in uh vichy france so um you know they so, re- yes. really were embodying uh the works of someone else or something else that I, i've done recently uh bruce springsteen no surrender uh there for uh, the good people of la rochelle pretty cool town eating seafood basically straight out of the ocean drank a lot of rosé good times Ooh. also went to the creepiest fucking museum there um it was the automaton museum and they were like puppets like animated puppets you know you've been to disney and seen like the hall of presidents or like to be honest the country no, bear been. jamboree or like um uh what's the name of that fucking mouse um mickey not mouse mickey, not mickey mouse Minnie? uh chuck e cheese oh and you know what? you've got like the the chuck e cheese band i think that's a thing right it's and they're kind of creepy like, but yeah yeah they're like drumming away and it's it's real creepy. it was a, this was a whole museum of that with creepy circus music and like animated taxidermy and some very very outdated racial stereotypes um i would recommend that i would recommend going there just for that because it was so fucking weird racial stereotypes are never outdated what might be the greatest place i've ever oh true true i i (laughs) don't my only rebuttal is racial stereotypes are never outdated uh, I, I couldn't speak to that. I suppose you could get away with those statements more than I would. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Alrighty. So you went to France. You went all around Europe. I mean, you're you're in Europe. So, I mean, I guess you went different places of Europe. But, I mean, I heard you went to the U.S. as well. Yeah, spent uh, a couple of days in New Jersey. It was really, really hot. Um, yeah. But always good to see family. And for a lot of them, or in fact... One of them, I hadn't seen her since 
before I'd beaten her twice in consecutive years in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so it was nice to remind uh, her that I'm better than her at this and remind her husband that he's less of a man than me. That is true. That is true. You had me at beating my uh, beating this woman and that I was like, oh, wow, respect. Wow, nice job. And then you said in fantasy football and I was like, oh, you know, still respectable. But we were uh, we did start kicking around plans for draft season 2024. Oh, maybe all getting together for like a big family holiday with a, uh, you know, a live draft there, which I think would be a lot of fun. But we'll see what seems like fun now may not be fun in, um, you know, uh, 13 and a half months time. Yeah. True. But fantasy football related items is always going to be fun. You know, I actually yeah. left California for one of the first times in a very long time. Don't you live in uh, California? I do. I left California, I mean. Oh, you left? I thought you said I went to California. No, no. I left I left California. I went to Florida, actually. I went to Daytona. For, nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, I decided, you know, I'm going to sit there on the beaches and I'm going to relax. And I did the... It, it was a pretty crummy thing to do, but I thought it was hilarious. And... It, it meant to be a joke that went a little bit too far. And I didn't really for it. And I, I, I thought it was going to get stopped. Okay, so, you know, at the hotel, at the hotel, um, when you go to, like, the bars, the swimming pool, and on the beaches, I didn't know you could do this. I found it from somebody else uh, sitting there that you could place your shots, beer, alcohol on your room number. And yep. then, you know, they bill to the room and then, you know, it's on your credit card and then it just billed on your credit card when you're checking out and all that. You know, I, you know, I, I was just trying to be funny with the bartender and I gave him a different room number because I thought he would probably like ask or ask for my room key or something. Right. To, to verify yeah. that was my room. number. Yeah, he didn't. No, he didn't. So just happy for you to commit fraud. Yeah, yeah. So I just gave him a random room number, and uh, when I realized that it was gonna go through, I was like, "Hey guys, shots on me!" So I bought like maybe like five, six people shots on a different room, and I, I gave a nice tip. To be fair, still on that room. Yep. And I might have done it more than once. There, there you go. Welcome to Florida. Welcome to Florida. So whoever got that, whoever got Is that this, bill. When you say good luck, I left california for the first time in a while was yeah this, i was legally allowed to leave california <laughs> for the first uh, <laughs> time in a while <laughs> and immediately went back to a life of crime on the other side of the country you know i signed an nda can't talk about it actually i'm sorry i'm surprised i feel like although that's clearly scummy behavior from you that's sorry. disappointing checks and balances from the hotel i, I felt like i say too. two things Get your processes right, and second, yeah. pay your staff better so they care. Because the staff don't care. You would think a bar. I mean, I, I hopefully I left a nice enough tip for him to go. You know what? It doesn't even matter if it wasn't. It, whenever I've been to a hotel where that's the deal, you have to sign, yeah. and like charge it to the room. And I travel mm -hmm. a bit for work. We get to do that. That's you know, it's quite quite a nice little perk of my job. But yeah, pay your pay your employees more hotel. Pay them enough to care. Yeah. So uh, you know what. That, that is 100% correct. I blame the hotel for allowing me to charge other people for their uh, for their for for my drinks. I don't think that's really a defense that would fly in a lot of places. It's very Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> but in, in this in this separate occasion, so long as these people didn't have to actually pay for it themselves. Yeah, it? yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully. You know, it's a victimless Ho crime. Yeah, hopefully. Um, if they did, then it's a very victim-full crime, and then yeah. I don't endorse that behavior. Yeah, hopefully they said, you know what, hey, we didn't do those charges. This is another room or another person, and they got it taken off the bill, 
And if that's the case, you know, I got a couple of free drinks or a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a big believer in karma and um you know, you know, may, maybe maybe this will come, maybe this will circle all the way around. It's funny because um I I can't believe in karma because uh karma's a bitch and I don't get any. <laughs> That makes sense. Are we talking? Uh, are we ready to talk mock draft? All right, or just there are we goes. ready to mock draft? Would be how you use that sentence. Well, you know, of course, we should be talking about different mock draft strategies. I feel like we can kind of alternate on a strategy, talk about them, and then when, more importantly, when you should utilize it. Because yeah. you know, if you're going to go zero RB in your pick one hundred one, it's probably not the best idea. No. And if your pick you know 112 in the draft and you want to hoard all the rbs it's doable but the cream of the crop is already going to be taken at that point and you're kind of left with scraps and maybe you had kind of have to zig when you zag and all that good stuff so you know it, knowing strategies and knowing different strategies is important but also knowing when to utilize those strategies for your full advantage is probably the the best advice i could give somebody that wants to get better at drafting now i don't want to toot my own horn but I don't think there's anybody better than me at mock drafts and just drafting and constructing a team in general. Um, I mean, I think I'm better than you at it. Mm. Um, I think you're, I, I, don't get me wrong, I think you're pretty good. But like, oh, okay. I think I'm pretty good as well. Uh, I would, yikes. I would say the mistake a lot of people make, and I think I'm in danger of doing this this year, is fighting this war with the last war's tactics. Because a lot of people I think switch off or they're just plugging back into draft season now. They'll plug into... A couple of podcasts, maybe two weeks out from their first mock draft, maybe even a day out from their first uh, their first league draft, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I know who these guys are." Um, but the the landscape sh- uh, shifted, and I think it's um, it's looking a lot different this year than I think we both thought it probably would. Yeah, and I think it's well, sorry, I should say it's looking a lot different this year than we probably thought it both would last year, looking a year in advance, and. This is going to be a difficult year to draft, and I think it's important, maybe more than ever, to be flexible, to to be fluid, because those old kind of time-tested strategies, or like the, I guess the the meta for a couple of years there was you go RB heavy early, you wait on a quarterback. It's starting to change. You've got to be flexible, um, and I think over the next six weeks, as we lead up to the the first NFL games of the season. Um, we're, we're going to test out a lot of those strategies to kind of make sense in our own minds as well of how best to approach it this season. And I just want to put a huge shout out to people who do their league drafts before the preseason. It takes a special type of sociopath to draft before the preseason game start. Because uh, yep. so I'm sure there's a couple of leagues that got gun heavy and drafted and somebody took Naeem Hines. Yep. And uh, he's out for the season. Yeah. I'm not sure picking anyone to do anything whose name sounds even slightly like Naeem. Yeah, that's true. Idea. That's true. Terrible. Terrible. Um, but that sucks for him. I'm a big fan of Naeem Hines. I'm a big fan of all Naeems. I'm not. Um, <laughs> that does not surprise me. I think... Here's a, a question without notice. Okay. I think one of the worst types of fantasy player and we both know people like this because i think we both know the same people like this who come out of dynasty rookie a uh, dynasty rookie draft season 
and are immediately like let's let's get a whole bunch of redraft leagues going because they just love the draft and everyone loves the draft but like just chill the fuck out man drafting is fun drafting drafting is, so is fun. fun it's drafting a lot of so fun. fun i feel like you're not a big best ball guy are you no not really because as much fun as drafting is and constructing your team doing starts and sits is just as fun and uh, uh, i tried doing best ball i forgot about it maybe i won my league maybe i got last i have no idea i forgot but i guess that's the thing about best ball is it makes fantasy football disposable yes like i i like having like one best ball league or maybe like two and it's just nice to see how that goes because that's the test of your drafting ability really yes like because, that's yeah. that's seeing how your mock draft plays out yeah and you know the draft will get you to playoffs but the waiver wire will get you to the championship and that's yep. the big thing people need to understand is that i mean you're not going to win your league off of your draft because there's a whole season to go through but you're definitely going to lose your league if you don't have a good draft how many how many leagues and then we're talking about like your the leagues that most people play in like your office league your family league your league with your friends from school yeah. How many of those leagues do you think are won by the person who's just like 10% more plugged in than everyone else in the league? I want to like say... You don't need to do much to win most leagues. You just need to do slightly more than the next. Yeah, I want to say about... Let's see, just putting 10% more effort, I want to say about 70% of these. I, I would 100% agree. Like, the person who checks the waivers each week has a huge advantage because there'll be people who forget. And that you're not going to be the only one in your league, but like, if you're plugged in and doing it, then you know that's half the battle. And if you're listening to this, you're probably one of those people anyway. Exactly, and I always try to tell people to join competitive leagues, and ones where everybody is equally putting that type of effort in, because one, it's just a lot more fun. Two, those people typically, those typically those people are more enjoyable to be around because you're consistently throwing football talk you're able to chit chat talk about players you like don't like and curious about rookies veterans all that good stuff uh, i usually try to steer away from what i would say more experienced inexperienced people and especially free leagues i uh, i i don't recommend joining those just because usually you know if you lose the first two weeks people just stop caring and then I got, that just ruins the league in general uh, but yeah. you shouldn't be putting a lot of money in though either our family league we have two people a brother and sister who are every year really gung-ho talk a lot of shit at the draft and then like three weeks in it's like oh my fucking players are injured like mm -hmm. don't be don't be that guy but like that's why you have the waiver wire like yeah it's difficult but it's not impossible that's why you have tools to improve your team trading waivers like you get you're plugged in get plugged in and you're gonna win Winning go. fantasy right. football is, is fun. pretty easy. As long, as long as you put... Man, you don't have to put maximum effort. As long as you put effort in, stay informed, make educated decisions, usually you'll put yourself in a position to win. And that's all that really yep. matters. And that's all you could really ask for because at the end of the day, you know, you put the players in position and then you hope they perform on the field and then it reflects in your fantasy football record. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a bit of luck involved in that. Like we talked yeah, about no, Naeem Hines' injury. There's luck involved picking the right team each week. There is, the, you know, there's plenty of skill involved in that. There's elements of luck. There's, a, you know, the, the ball that goes off hands and is picked versus the ball that goes off hands and is caught for a touchdown. 
Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know why I'm talking to you people like you've never heard of this game before. We're just getting out. This is our preseason, basically. Yeah, no, it is. So we're, we're working out the kinks. Maybe maybe I'll be taken out for the second half of the game. <laughs> God. All right, so let's, let's discuss a couple of strategies. I'll, I'll start one off with, and let's do the basic one, the, the RB heavy one, and when I usually like to utilize it. And that's usually when, well, first RB heavy is first three rounds you're taking RBs. doesn't matter. You're taking that RB. Your RB1 slot's filled, RB2 slot's filled, and your flex is filled. you got three RBs that you're must-starting at every point of the, the season. I mean, uh, regardless of, unless they're on a bye, injury, and all that, they're in your starting lineup. And why I like to do the strategy is because RBs are just so difficult. And it's getting even more and more difficult to track down RBs that you can consistently put in your starting lineup. And usually teams with strong running backs one they're they're scary to go against because you know they're going to get 15 touches minimum 70 yards minimum and hopefully a touchdown if they do that they're putting up you know maybe maybe three catches 20 yards and they're going to put up 15 fantasy points consistently and it's it's a solid floor like you know your team is not going to throw up a donut when you draft a bunch of running backs because you know they're consistent easy to get fantasy points they're gonna do it right as long as they're not yep. uh, on a trash team that falls behind early injuries all that good stuff you know you got yourself a little bit of a floor that you can rely on wide receivers they can go off yeah but they also can drop a donut as well and you know you while running backs are have the high floor lower ceiling you know, wide receivers have the high ceiling, much lower floor, which is why I kind of recommend, especially if you're inexperienced, to go heavy RBs and pick them early and often when you can. Something when I usually like to utilize this is when I'm early in the draft. If I'm like 101 to 105, those picks, I try to go RBs. One, because you have the ability to take an elite RB. Two, in the second round, you have to wait quite a while for your pick again. Chances are all the elite RBs are gone, and even the elite wide receivers are gone at that point. So you kind of have your opportunity to either take a mid-tier RB or a mid-tier wide receiver. At that point, in my personal opinion, I'm probably taking the mid-tier RB just because of the consistency factor that I mentioned earlier. And then in the third round, you're going to go with that RB again because the, the, the turn to the third round is going to be relatively close to your pick in the second round. So you're not going to have too much uh, space to be able to may realistically make a huge difference in the wide receiver room, you might as well just go ahead and take that third RB. And now, now you got three solid RBs. And especially when the bye weeks happen, that you're always going to be able to interchange RBs in your RB1 and RB2 slot. It doesn't have to go in your flex. You you know, you have a bye week, your RB1's gone. Okay, cool. You just put your, you know, the third RB you drafted in the RB1 slot, and you can just substitute somebody else in the flex, and you're good. It gives you flexibility in the running back room and especially in waivers wide receivers are typically pick upable i should say like you can usually kind of muster up i i want to say usually you can find a wide receiver that's going to get you at least you know five catches 50 60 yards and you know if you're playing half point ppr you're damn near 10 fantasy points right there and as long as you find semi some semi consistency in that role then you're going to have a pretty solid team so i don't disagree with all of that okay i disagree with 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 quite a a big amount 
right. definitely, if you're early in the draft, take that elite running back. Because, I mean, we, we talk about zero RB, heavy RB, all these sorts of things. And I think there's a slight misnomer in that we are essentially classifying someone like uh, Ramondre Stevenson in the same class as Christian McCaffrey. And then even from that point, someone like J.K. Dobbins in the same class as Ramondre Stevenson. And someone like, I don't know, he's, he's come up so much today, someone like Naeem Hines in the same class as J.K. Dobbins. Now, there is a big gulf in talent there between Christian McCaffrey and Naeem Hines. So you're not looking at it and just going, we have to have RBs because RBs are gold. That's, that's an entirely wrong way to look at it. But when there is that absolute elite running back, talking about a McCaffrey, an Eckler, um, I, I guess that's kind of, maybe Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, maybe. Even though I think Chubb's probably a little bit too high in that category. Excuse me. Um, you know, that, that that's the time. You take the RB early then. Um, I would like to say pretty much that when you're in the middle, I, I think that probably that pick 1-4 to about the 1-8 this year, you want to be looking at the club sandwich approach to drafting, which I talked a little bit about last year. That's where you get the, the elite RB early, and then you smash wide receivers, tight ends, maybe a quarterback. That's your filling. And then a few more running backs in the middle as your as your bread. Then more filling the wide receivers, the tight ends, and then more bread at the bottom being your depth running backs, guys who just need a chance. And the reason is running backs are replaceable. We've seen that in the NFL. We might not like it as fans, we but teams know it, that you can take a guy out and you can have another guy. Look at Detroit last year. They brought in... Uh, Jamal Williams, who had a, a balls-out season, and he is just a guy. And they got rid of him. They should have kept him, but they got rid of him because he's just a guy, because running backs are eminently replaceable. You uh, you know, you say you can find a wide receiver on the bench that could five catches, 50 yards. Yeah, you absolutely can. You can find those guys on waivers, but they're not going to win you weeks. What you can find on waivers is a replacement player for your running back because it's you know it's a plug and play position and with now more pass catching running backs those options are even uh even wider so you can find yourself a flaw there as you say that's your flaw wide receiver is your ceiling i would rather focus on the ceiling with those boom bust wide receivers because to win this game you need you need points and that means you need ceiling offset with floor um which is why i'm i'm not a big heavy rb guy definitely last year in scott fishbowl I went heavy RB and my I, my team looked good as a result and I did quite well in it. Uh, but all my winning teams have been light on running backs, if I'm totally honest. And that's the way I kind of see this playing out. I think for me, the big wrinkle is how early do you go tight end? How early do you go quarterback? Those of you who've been listening for a couple of years, you know I like waiting on, waiting on my tight end. Um, but there's a couple, a bit like McCaffrey and, uh, and Eckler. You know, if you can get yourself Travis Kelsey... I think there is an argument for him early on because he is such a difference maker. Um, but it, it's understanding where those breaks between who's just a guy 
and who's the absolute elite and not getting those lines blurred just because of because uh, of those positions that I think is what really fucks people up that's fair that's fair that's fair criticism because obviously when you're stretching and reaching for RBs you're going to be lacking in the wide receiver position and obviously people like Cooper Cup they're definitely going to have those massive massive games but he's also he's also had a couple of uh, semi stinkers out there which is why I said I tend to personally like to go heavy on the RB especially early early in the draft picks if you especially if you're you know your pick one through four one through five so on making sure you're getting uh make sure you're getting those the the sandwich though I do semi agree with the the mid picks with the we said you said about five through eight five through eight ish mm, I'm thinking more like you take the elite RB in round one yeah and then the rest is your filling until you get to yeah I guess like round six seven eight you're looking at those RBs. But it, it, it depends where the teardrop is, and we're going to see that over the next six weeks of where you actually start to target those running backs. Yeah, and we're going to also because, start seeing those... Mo- the go ahead. Yeah. In, that, yeah, go ahead. No, no. No, I was going to say that's the flex you need to... To understand your league and, and to understand your strategy, you need to know what RBs you're targeting when. Exactly. And at the same time... Uh, a fun little statistic. I usually like to throw this around every year because it's true, and I feel like it's it makes a lot of sense. Is that people, or I think Yahoo has said this: people that have the sixth pick in the draft have the highest statistical chance of winning. I think they win. I think forty percent of the leagues, which is insane to me. Which is insane to me that that the sixth pick, which is usually of course heart of the draft, in the middle. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Because, I mean, that's not here specifically saying, all right, guys, try to aim for six. But it makes sense because uh, you have the ability to be fluid. Like, you have mm. the ability to, you know, fill up your sandwich that the the picks at the end of the draft don't have that opportunity. Because, you know, if you pick 112, like, like you are in this mock draft, you are severely limited by who you can pick. Like me personally, I could probably, I mean, they're probably not going to be there, but like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, B. John Robinson, Saquon, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I really doubt Austin Eckler would drop to me. You know, I, I have so much flexibility on who I could pick because it doesn't matter. Who, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who I pick, but I'm getting an elite player regardless of what happens. Now in the second round, I have the flexibility to pick what everybody else hasn't yet. So if Cooper Cup's still available, which I mean obviously he's not going to be in the second round, I have the ability to scoop him up. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's I mean, huge. The beauty of being in those middle slots is there's give or take, there's only twelve picks. Or there's the number of players in your draft between each pick. Like and I guess that's true wherever you draft from except if you're first or last because you have to wait for everyone to go and then everyone to go again that you're having to project further in front than anyone else yeah it's fun to double tap on the turn and get two guys that are probably in the same tier each time but like if if you're in the middle there you can go well hang on there's been a run on quarterbacks i can pick mine now or i can start a run on something if you're at the, the start or the end of the draft, then you're sort of beholden to the whims of the rest of your league. 
yeah, and that's you, fine. It just requires a different skill set. Yeah, you kind of have when you're in the end of the draft, whether the first or the last, you kind of have to conform your draft to how everybody else is already drafting. Yeah, and uh, you don't have the ability to wait on a player. You're ha- a lot of the times you're going to be reaching for somebody because, you know, uh, after your second pick, you know, uh, you pick one twelve, and now you're two one in the second round. There's what twenty three picks until it's back to yours again. Yep. You don't have the ability to sit there and go, oh, you know, I'll wait for this player because I can maybe grab him the next round. No, there's twenty three different picks, twenty three different players taken before your pick again, which means you do not have the ability to sit there and wait on a player or go for the value or go for the or you know if you're stuck between a player or two or player or even three players you have to understand that the ones that you don't take are going to be gone by the time your pick reoccurs so you do have to reach and mentally it's a difficult place to be as well it's difficult to stay switched on that entire time and look at the where players are going keep track of players like it it, it's just it's just easier to draft from five six seven than it is first or twelve and everyone wants the first pick yeah true it's true it's easy to keep track of picks in the when you're in the middle of the draft because it's always so close to your pick again like you pick you know a 12 more you're back on 12 more you're back on 12 more you're back on and you're able to say okay this guy he's going heavy on rbs okay i gotta take one before he takes them all and then you have the ability to take an rb or oh this guy's taking a lot of wide receivers let me make sure i snag mine before this go oh he, he took a tight end early oh somebody else took a tight end early oh, let me make sure i grab like george Kittle for example or mark andrews before somebody else does and you're able to kind of okay you secured your tight end okay you secured your secured your wide receiver okay you secured your rb all right now let's try to Let's 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 pick up the let's pick up the the cherries that other people didn't pick, and then you really create that fantasy team in the middle of the draft that you you just don't have the luxury of doing it at the end. Not saying yeah. it's a disadvantage, but you just don't have that luxury. Yeah. Yep. Totally. You ready to do this? Alrighty. Let's let's have some fun. Right, so in this sorry. draft, Sheehan randomized it for himself, not for me. He is the twelfth pick of the draft at the end, so he's going to be the uh, the guy who has the daunting task of drafting at the end of the draft and for fun. And because I discussed it, <laughs> I picked the sixth pick of the draft. Yep. And so this is a half point PPR league. There's no wacky settings in terms of scoring uh, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, one kicker, one defense and five on the bench. Now, before we get into that, understand what your league makeup is understand what your lineup makeup is if you're having to start three wide receivers and one running back or two running backs then naturally you're going to want to take wide receivers early because you have to play more of them you could play up to five a week if you want but if you, you know if you're in a in a league that's two running back two wide receiver one flex then you probably do want to go running back early or you're more likely to go running back early because that's where the the advantage might be but I think the more plays you start, the more that the wide receivers start to come into their own as far as I'm concerned. That is a good point, and that's something we didn't really mention. If you have, if, if it's a three wide receiver, two running back league and a flex, you might want to lean on wide receivers a little bit more because you have to fill minimum three wide receivers. You can go four if you yeah. put one in the flex, but you only need two running backs to fill. And that kind of makes it want you to sit there and think, okay, should I just grab the wide receivers early because 
I have three to fill other than the RBs. I think that's a good point that we didn't really touch on. Yep, and that's knowing the composition of your league as well. If we talk about wide receiver ones, twos, that's not where they necessarily play on the field. But if you can look at and go, I have four wide receivers in the top 24, that's a real advantage because that gives you a numerical advantage over the 11 other players because it should be an average of two per person in that top 24. Yes. That being said, your running back situation might be a little dire and you're going to be relying on the, the backup RBs or a potential injury, but, I mean, you'll have some stacked wide receivers. Mm. But, yeah, this is the fun. This is the fun of the draft. Let's do that it. That is the fun. All right, so before you hit start, before you hit start, who, give me a prediction. Who's going first pick? Uh, be Jefferson. Are you picking Justin Jefferson first overall, by the way? No, I, I, I don't want the first pick this year. I would probably take the... Th- you don't have a you don't have a choice. Like, come on, if it's a randomized draft, you don't have a choice. If, if I if I can't trade out of it, which is what I would be doing to try and get someone who wants to trade out for Jefferson, uh, look to be honest, I probably would go Jefferson. God, why? It's okay. This is half point. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because um, he's going to be the alpha in that offense, which he has been the last couple of years. Cousins is an efficient quarterback. I think that Minnesota team is going to be probably playing from behind they're a bit of a fugazi um playoff team last year i think they're probably not as good we're gonna see lots of opportunity for jefferson he could potentially cross 2,000 yards um and you know you don't want to predict injury but mccaffrey has that history personally i would probably take eckler over mccaffrey at two. Oh god uh, you, you know i had him as my rb1 last year and where did he finish he was rb1 i love yeah. austin eckler he is. Um, he's a he's a potential thousand thousand receiver, uh, thousand thousand running back. Yeah. The the only reason, so in my opinion, the correct answer is Christian McCaffrey's one hundred and one, and the only reason why I would take him over Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler's not happy. He wants to be no. traded. Yes. He's not happy, and if a team usually notices that the running back is unhappy, they will potentially start looking I... at a replacement. I think if they, they, I don't think they're going to trade him, but it also means they might run him into the ground because they're like, well, we're going to get rid of this dickhead next year. They don't, need to, they don't need to play the long game with him. They can just get every bit of football out of him. I mean, potentially, yes, that is true. That is true. Or he could pull a, a Le'Veon Bell and just get hurt or act like he got hurt. Or no, that wasn't Le'Veon that, Bell. No, that was um, Alan Robinson. Ellen Robin, there we go. That, that genius. Yeah, that I genius. mean, plenty of players have done and that. And Kenny Galladay. And Kenny Galladay. He did that, too. Well, no, I think he was just shit. On the Lions? I don't, yeah, he wasn't great. Uh, he had touchdowns. Anyway. He did. Anyway. anyway. Right. We, so, ready, uh, we ready to roll here? Yeah. Per- personally, I think you should go Christian McCaffrey. Solid offense. He's going to get his. And he, he has a big ceiling. Like He has like three, four touchdown ceilings. I think it's really yeah. good. All right, hit it, hit it. He also has, like, weird Shanahan play calling. Yeah. Limiting energy. Yeah. Where it'll be like, oh, McCaffrey's blowing up. By the way, we're not going to give him the ball in the second half. And we don't know what that offense is going to look like, whether it's Purdy, whether it's... Uh, McCaffrey's going to get his. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, ready? All right. Jamar... Okay, what? 
So while you're thinking, I'll read the, the thing. So we've had Please Chase, do. Jefferson, McCaffrey, Hill, Eckler. Nearly fell to you there. What are you thinking here? Uh, Jamar Chase went one-on-one? Yeah. Blasphemy. Okay. So Jamar Tyree Chase. Hill at four. He might not even yeah. play. He fucking punched an old man over a boat. I mean, to be fair, that old man asked for it. Maybe it was you. People kept charging shit to his room. <laughs> True. So let's see. Austin Eckler gone. McCaffrey's gone. Elite Arby's cream of the crop gone. And honestly, the cream of the crop wide receivers. I didn't expect that happening. They're gone. I have the ability to take Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey. I'm honestly not going to take Travis Kelsey. He's not in consideration. I don't want to tie it in this early. So Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, or eliminate Travis Kelsey, B. John Robinson, or Saquon Barkley. I am not willing to risk B. John Robinson being my 101. I don't I want to do like that. I feel like he's the most fun pick to make. Here, he is the most I fun kind pick. kind of agree. He is I the most I think if you were at the pick. 8 or 9, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't want him to be. If he ends up being a really good player, that's cool. Somebody else could take on that risk. I don't want to be the one to take on that risk, but man, yeah. do I want a running back. So right now, if I want a running back, I got to go for Saquon, Jonathan Taylor. That doesn't fill me with confidence. That really doesn't fill me with confidence. We got 22 seconds left, so I know. Pick, it, it, pick anyone. It hurts to say I'm taking Cooper Cup, but I'm going to be taking Cooper Cup. There you go. So Sleeper changed their uh, their draft noise because so, it didn't make to make this noise. No, I'm on the clock at one twelve. Next picks were Kelsey, Barkley, Taylor, Robinson, Diggs. There's no surprises. I, this seems kind of straightforward. Kind of hoping that Diggs would slip. Okay. And I, I was going to stack him and Allen. Uh, but we, we can talk stacks next week. So my options here, I think, are... Well, the options here are AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Nick Chubb. I guess Devontae Adams. Who's going to come back to me? So Kelsey's gone, number one tight end. Saquon gone. Jonathan Taylor gone. B. John Robinson is gone. That that, that really a- takes away the AJ Brown is, is the best yeah. pick. He's a gun in that offense, which leaves C.D. Lamb, which I like the idea of having that one-two uh, NFC East punch. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go Nick Chubb, who without Kareem Hunt there, uh, will be the the workhorse. I I was really hoping so, that he would potentially come back to me. I was really hoping nope. that would have been a stretch, but he's gone. But that I guess in in a true sense that's me being flexible uh, because yeah. I I would have normally gone two wide receivers there. Okay, so let's see. After, after so I do like the picks. AJ Brown, Nick Chubb. I think those are very solid picks out of you right there. Those are nice staples. You got a one and one. After that. C.D. Lamb taken, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson. Is this early for Garrett Wilson? Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Uh, Team 7 going hard with Kelsey and Wilson. Do not like that at all. Garrett Wilson, that's all situation. A, a bit like you said with Bijan Robinson, I'm okay to miss the bus on it this year. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Now, I, I, I will say the team before... player, but I don't yeah. think he's going to win me my league. Yes, he's yes. He's more likely to lose me that my league at that position. It's, it's, it's too early to take a risk. you you got to take players that are going to be foundational parts of your team this early in the draft. You don't know if he's going to be a foundational part of your team. Even a Monroe St. Brown at 2-5, that's skeptical in my opinion. I like the sun god, but I wouldn't do that. So I do want to say the team before you, team 11, Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, that's kind of scary. Yeah, I like that. 
That's scary. You've got 45, 45 seconds to make a pick here. All right, so I have to go RB here. I am for sure going RB here. And it uh, looks like it. Derek Henry is available on the board. So my first pick is going to be Cooper Cup. Second pick is going to be Derek Henry. I like that. Yeah, that would have been a great team three years ago. Um, I, <laughs> I would have thought Jalen Waddell is the way to go there. Um, Josh Jacobs not reporting to camp at the moment. Tony Pollard was also interesting for me there. You're back on the clock now. I'll let you do some thinking while I say... The next picks were Waddle, Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Hurts. Three quarterbacks in the second round. Keep an eye on that this year. This is a one-quarterback league, remember. Uh, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Chris Alave. Team three here, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris. This is like your dream start. Yeah, right now. This this guy had a good... He's got good RBs. Man. All right, go ahead. Keep going. No, no, uh, you're on the clock now. Yeah, I know. I'm still thinking. Struggling. So, for those of, as, as Nada thinks here, got Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf, Joey Burrow, Ken Walker, Lamar Jackson, and then Jamar Gibbs. The R brothers, maybe that'll be a thing for us this year. Jameer Gibbs. That doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. And so let's see. Right now, in my thought process is is do I want to go with Sheehan strategy of the sandwich? Right. I got my I got my wide receiver. I got my running back. Do I want to grab the tight end and you know continue that sandwich going on, or do I want to shake and bake a little bit? Maybe grab a second RB. There's Kenneth Walker on the board. Do I want T Higgins or Devonte? Maybe even DK. DK looks kind of nice. Debo Samuel's there. He's available. He's looking kind of interesting, in my opinion. Or do I want to go with the tight end in Mandrews? And honestly, I think I'm going to continue your sandwich strategy, and I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. That's, yeah, that's fair. I think he's a difference-making tight end. I'm now on the clock. Uh I had my eye on DK Metcalf here at this pick. Uh, he's still there. The next picks were Higgins, Devonta Smith, Joe Burrow, Ken Walker, Joe Mixon. I do like I do like Kenneth Walker this year. Joe Mixon took a pay cut to stay on the Bengals. I think the writing is on the wall that he's going to be gone. So the uh, run him into the ground strategy, I think, is going to be in full effect for him. It's going to be a double tap for me here. DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel. Oh, that's a really good one. That's a really good. That's that's That's, frustrating that you did that. That gives me extreme ceiling. Yeah, which I like. Yep, yep. I and considering I've I've gone for Metcalf. I'm considering Jackson. Yeah, four quarterbacks already off the board. Yeah, do like him. Yeah, you will be hoping that he comes back to you. He's not going to. He's not going to come back to you. No. I think if I, the cut price. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. Yeah. He's still there. I don't love Keenan Allen. I don't love Aaron Jones. I don't love Amari Cooper. Calvin Ridley, I think, is too much hype. Jameer yeah. Gibbs would be interesting. We don't know how we're going to use him. Again, I'm okay missing the bus, which leaves me my boy Debo. That's a solid. That's solid right there. I can I have no complaints on your team right now. Oh Justin Fields taking a pick before me. I already had him queued up. That is disappointing right there. So uh, the picks before, while I'm I'm in my sorrow, as you mentioned, Justin Fields, Gibbs, Keenan Allen, Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson. Mm, That hurts. That hurts a lot. Mm. 
What are you thinking right now? I should be asking myself that. I think, honestly, I think the pick is Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah. We've got Murray Cooper. Yeah. Who, I mean, he's a Murray Cooper. Yeah, but that's why. Calvin Ridley is all camp hype at the moment. A lot of mouths to feed in that offense, though. You don't need Hawkinson. I wouldn't take him here anyway. J.K. Dobbins is intriguing. The... Justin Herbert, no. Do you see, J.K. Dobbins Hop- would be intriguing if they didn't just sign Melvin Gordon. What about DeAndre Hopkins and, and go all in on this high-powered Titans offense? That, that's the problem. It's still too early in the draft. Too early in the draft to fall for hype. I, I can't do it to myself. Where I'm Because I know if it doesn't work out, I'm going to sit there wallowing in my sorrow crying in the shower going why did i pick a hype player like i gotta pick somebody who's picking consistent let me ask you this while you're thinking okay would you have rather picked any of those other players who went after mark andrews and taken george kittle here uh the problem with george kittle is one he's injury prone and two he's so inconsistent so i'm gonna take miles sanders Sorry, I just went for it. Oh, Sanders, went, good. Yeah, I just said, screw it, I'll take him. So, off the board, Nata took Miles Sanders, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Justin Herbert, TJ Hawkinson, DJ Moore. Interested to see how he goes this year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Drake London, Damian Pierce. Team 3 now has McCaffrey, Jacobs, Harris, Herbert, Pierce. God. Kittle, McLaurin. Team 5 is doing the club sandwich approach. Austin Eckler's the bread, and then we've got Waddle, Alave, Ridley, McLaurin. That is, is that really a sandwich? That's like a that's, that's the a, sandwich. That's a meat. That's a meat. That's like the meat, running meat, back meat, is meat. the bread, and then everything else is the filling. No, because he there's not there's, he's only one thing that they they just got wide receivers. It's not a filling. I get the filling. I no, got that's it. the filling. That's the filling. Eckler's the bread, and then there's the filling. Yeah, but they did Waddle, Olave, Ridley. That's all wide receiver. It's not like it's not like tomatoes, yeah. lettuce, you ever had pickles. Like a mixed deli meat sandwich. It's and, fucking incredible. No, it's not even a mix. It's all wide receivers. That's all. It's like lettuce, 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 lettuce. No, it's not lettuce. It's turkey. It's turkey. It's roast turkey. Tur- what, what I did, I got it right now. I'm I'm rocking an, uh, you know, lettuce, bacon, tomato. No, you got like a fucking burrito bowl or something going. Ew, it's I don't just like a burrito. mess. It's, it's not a mess. A- I got studs. What do you? <laughs> God, you are, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm in my grub era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so who, who am I looking at right now? I have flexibility at this point. I can go another running back or another wide receiver if I'd like, which is which sounds like a really good idea. Or, or I could start looking at uh, quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is available. Dak Prescott. That's as far as I'd go. Other than that, I'm probably just waiting all the way till the end for a wide uh, a quarterback. But I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling on wide receivers. I would like at least one more alongside Cooper Cup. And there's one of a little bit of a favorite of mine. I'm going to take Christian Watson. I don't mind. It might be a little bit of a reach to take him in the mid fifth round. But he's my personal preference. I like him over Jerry Judy. I like him over DeAndre Hopkins. I like him over Chris Godwin. And um, if I like him more than those people and those people just got drafted right after him, I feel like, okay, then he's the one I should be taking. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, Judy, Hopkins, Pitts, Akers, and Godwin next. You know his name's Rod Godwin? Rod Godwin? What if that's such a better name than Chris Godwin? 
Rod Godwin. That sounds like a name for a different type of uh, profession. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought as well. So my options here are Trevor Lawrence. Um, if I want to go quarterback, I don't. I want to hold off. I think the smart move here is a double tap at running back. Yes. And my options are Dalvin Cook, currently unsigned but an excellent player. James Conner, DeAndre Swift, Alexander Madison. I do like Magic Mike Williams, but I'm not going to pick him here. You know I like two Kayla Swift in that high-powered offense. I'm going to go Alexander Madison. Yeah, okay. okay. And then it's a toss-up between James Conner, who I think they're going to lean on, but they're going to have limited red zone opportunities. My mind's telling me Dalvin Cook, who is the best player available, but unsigned is a concern. Massive I'm going to go concern. to Kayla Swift. You know, he's, uh, you know he's one of my favorites. True, true. So why does Alexander Madison have such a horrible ADP right now in the late fifth to early sixth round? I think we're seeing the trend of... Because it's an average. So the drafts haven't shifted to bring him up, and we can see Cook is falling. They're about to meet in the middle and overtake each other. Um, I, I'm interested in Madison. I think at this pick, he is good value. Yeah, I think so. I think more than good value, considering he's the RB1. Ooh, I was going to ask you if you were going to take Cook if he was on no. the board there, but he's no. gone. So I took Madison and Swift. We've got James Conner. Dallas got it. That Team 10 is a mess, man. Uh, it is. We've got Rashad White, Hollywood Brown, Dalvin Cook. Now, while Nada is thinking... That team, team 10 is Bijan Robinson, Patrick Mahomes, Ken Walker, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, Dallas Goddard. Now, what we can infer from all of this is these guys are going to have to go hard at wide receiver. As you start to see these trends, you can be flexible. So it's not just about the players you're drafting. It's about the players that other teams have to draft. I can look at this board and say, in a one-quarterback league, uh, seven teams have a quarterback so far. So five teams have to take him. That means I can look at who the next best five quarterbacks are and plan my strategy about which one of those I want and when I'm going to have to take that player. Nice. Who are you looking nice. at? Sorry, I was I was doing a little hot research for a second. So right now I am looking at what I could do and who I like. So I have two wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Christian Watson. Technically, I still need a third one to fill up my roster. So who do I look at the wide receiver spot that I like? I see Mike Williams. Don't like him at all. Never going to touch him in my life. I see Brandon Ayuk. Solid pick right there. Michael Pittman. Rather not have a piece in the Indianapolis offense. Tyler Lockett. Solid piece. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk intrigues me. And Brandon Ayuk intrigues me. I would like one of those two. Right now, I'm leading Brandon Ayuk. But then I also see Javante Williams available, and he's also very interesting, considering he's coming back off the, the PUP list. Uh, but I need to fill up my wide receiver three spot, so I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk. I thought you might have gone the uh, the 40-year-old virgin, Tyler Lockett. I thought about it, but I don't want anybody uh, on the Seahawks. That's uh, That's fair. That's and fair. again, this is a great example of knowing your league mates. Natter is a 49ers fan, hates the Seahawks, doesn't want a part of it. <laughs> I mean, I'd do Kenneth Walker and True. DK Metcalf. You know, elite players, then you're going to have to sacrifice your fandom for, for yep. fantasy football wins. But when it comes to death, no, I'm not doing Tyler Lockett. I'm sorry. So we've seen Lawrence Lockett, Magic Mike Williams, Magic Mike Evans, Magic Mike Pittman. 
Quite a uh, Javante Williams, Deontay Johnson, the Tay brothers, uh, Darren Waller, Alvin Kamara, Christian Kirk, which leaves us back with... I think you're probably going to go an RB here. Yes. Isaiah Pacheco, David Montgomery are your two options. Who are you leaning? I like Isaiah Pacheco. I do like him. I don't like David Montgomery much. But unfortunately, with the news out, I think I'm going to be taking James Cook. Interesting. Yeah, so right now it's a toss-up between Pacheco and Cook. And whatever happened to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Whatever happened to him real fast? Let me let me do a quick. It's a fun little joke for no one here. Pacheco and Cook, you don't hear that in the same sentence too often. Yeah, but see, the problem is is is, is Cook doesn't have that much. What, what, what if they signed Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook and then, oh, God, they got Cook brothers? Too many Cooks, Matt. Spoiled I know. Broth. I know. The problem... Hmm. I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco because of the offense. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a good, well-reasoned pick. Yeah, but right now, James Cook, his ADP is going to skyrocket, I think, pretty soon. Kind of the same with Alexander Madison. It hasn't fully uh, now came to fruition. Next, next off the board, Smith and Jigba, Dave Montgomery, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson. I wanted George Pickens. Because I think uh-huh. he's a nice wide receiver four for my team. For that team 10 that we've talked about, he's their wide receiver one. I don't feel comfortable with that. Um, what a savage. Jordan Addison, who I love, who can't seem to stay out of the headlines at the moment. Dak is very interesting to me. Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit. Uh, I think for me, I've got, I've got my double picks here. I could go AJ Dillon and get a pretty good running back on a running yeah. back heavy offense. Yeah. I could go Jordan Addison. I'm in a position where I could take wide receiver upside. I'm not going to. Kadarius Tony. Excellent player. Can't stay on the field. Your best friend in the world, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, don't, don't mention If him. I wait on running back, I'm probably looking at Tua. And then we're like Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback to wait on. We don't know how he's going to look in that offense. Who do you want, Rodgers or Dak this year? Dak, but... It's good enough for me. I'm going to take Dak there. I would have been happy to wait on Rodgers, but I'm going to take Dak. Yeah. And then I've got three running backs. I've got three wide receivers. Yeah, you have a I can solid... go upside. I'm going to go AJ Dillon. It's a more conservative pick, but I'm okay with that. I have it's my gonna be eye safe. On another running back a little bit later. Um, so from here, I'm going to try and stack RBs, uh, stack receivers. So it was nice of uh, nice of everybody to allow um, James Cook to reach as far. So I will be taking him, but potentially at other people that I could be looking at because. Uh, let's see. Right now, my lineup shows Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, Mark Andrews, Miles Sanders, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, Isaiah Pacheco. Now it's going to be James Cook. Do you see any uh, any issues with this lineup so far? Um, I'd want a. I would want. Given you've got Watson and Ayuk, I would go wide receiver 
because you're you're quite thin there. They're they're two players, but the option like for your wide receiver is Gabe Davis, who we both dislike, Kadarius yeah. Tony, who kind of falls into the same category as Watson and Ayuk. Exactly. Ju- so Juju, I think you go best player available if you want to go. No, I, was, I thought you'd already taken a, a quarterback. I was going to say if you if you'd already taken a quarterback, you want to go balls to the wall. You take Anthony Richardson because that guy could be anything. Yeah, and that's a risky pick this early on, but that's this is like swing for the fence. I think you're within your rights to take Cook here. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. He is the best player, technically the best player available. I'm going to yeah. take him, and now I have. I feel like I have a really strong running back lineup. Tua maybe would have been your other one. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of Tua too much. I don't know. I don't know how I feel team, about him. Team five here. Team five, oh, they've just picked up Richardson. God. This is a horrible, for a one quarterbacker, they've got Eckler, Waddle, Olave, Ridley, McLaurin, Lawrence, Kirk, Tony, Richardson. That guy's going to have to go all in on running backs in this back half of the draft. This guy's a savage. Yeah. I respect I'm it. Kind of, I'm kind of into it. You're on the clock yeah. again. Who are you looking at? Honestly, so so I'm looking at my wide receivers right now, and I see Cooper Cup. I look at uh, Christian Watson, and I see Brandon Ayuk. And I'm thinking, can I stack one of these people? And obviously, we're going to discuss stacks more uh, aggressively next week. But Matthew Stafford has an ADP of like 159 right now. So I can get him in the technically almost undrafted era. I've decided yep. that I'm going to be waiting on a quarterback, and I'm going to take Matthew Stafford all the way at the end and stack him with Cooper Cup. Fantastic that has been my goal. decision. So now, now I now that I've deciphered that, I don't need to take a quarterback anytime soon. I don't have to look at that tab. I can just skip it for now, not worry about it one second. So now I could look at it and see who do I need, and I would like another tight uh, wide receiver. Sorry, and I look at my options. I see Juju Smith-Schuster. Unfortunately, this, this is not a good. Not a good list. Rashad Bateman, your best yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't worry. I, that that's crossed my mind. I think I know who you're gonna pick here. I know. I, I just saw the I just saw the name, and I I know who you're thinking, who I'm thinking, and I'm gonna do it. Uh, yeah. But I, I would not be taking Juju, not taking Zay, Corlin Sutton potentially, but not really. Uh, Rashad Bateman. I already have Mark Andrews. I don't want to double up. Jamison Williams is gone. Elijah Moore is available, and he is a he he he's somebody that I'm very interested in this year, and I think he's going to yep. be really good in that Cleveland offense. In the ninth round, I feel like he's going to be a phenomenal uh, uh, complimentary piece, bye week piece, and even a potential starter for a high ceiling play, and then a potentially a a complimentary draft piece that I can usually to package to try to upgrade. I think Elijah Moore really fits that mold. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Um, so next off the board, Rashad Penny, um, Juju, Pat Frymouth, Zay Flowers, and then Jamal Williams. I was hoping Zay Flowers would fall. Um, my options here, I want to take wide receivers. I think I'm going to double tap on running back. First Ooh. one I'm going to take is Khalil Herbert. Should nice, be the nice. starter for Chicago. And in the ninth round, I will take a starting NFL running back. 
I'm interested in Cortland Sutton. Bit of noise about him going to the Patriots. Don't want much of that offense. I've okay. got to scroll down to find a wide receiver I like. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait. You know I like Rashad Bateman, but there's just too much noise around him at the moment. Yep, yep. And I think he's trapped. Damian Harris, for the same reason you took James Cook, I think he's a better running back. We've seen him do it in the NFL. It might be slightly too early at the 10-1. Okay. I don't think so. But at I this like... point, At this point, like I, th- I feel like, okay, if you wait another round and he's gone, you might you might be like kicking yourself for it. The 10th round, yeah. realistically, who's going to stay in your lineup without the whole year? I don't really need him. He would be my running back six. Yeah. Which means that if I'm looking to pick someone up, he's probably droppable. But I guess kind of everyone at this level is. Yeah. Jamison Williams, he's only out. Is he four weeks? Jamison Williams? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's let's click the link. It's, it's, and according, not, he is... It's not telling me. Wow. They did not have a rookie season. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, they really decided not to tell us. How, um... Jamison Williams. I think he suffered an injury. Suspend. Uh, you know, Google, Google, help me out here. Okay, Google, just, Google, just, just tell six, me. Six games is a lot to carry him. I am going to go Colton Sutton. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Don't love the pick, but I, uh, I had one second left. Oh, you could have just paused it. I mean... Don't, don't give too much of a peek behind the curtain. Oh. Alrighty. So let's see. You took you took Cortland Sutton. Took Cortland Sutton. Jamal Williams next. Or sorry, Jameson went right after that. So he's gonna carry him for six weeks. But to be fair, um, now he has the ability to do that. Kurt Cousins off after that. Rashad Bateman after that. Damian Harris right after that. Geno Smith. That's an interesting one. He's could be a sneaky one for everybody. I like that one. And right now I have the ability. So I already have my tight end. I got four wide receivers. And I got four running backs. So I have free flexibility to decide, you know what? I, I filled up my starters. I filled up my flex. I filled up a solid bench. I have the ability to do exactly what I want. So I could start a run on kickers in defense right now. I could take the best kicker. <laughs> I could take Justin Tucker. And after that, I could probably take the San Francisco defense if I want, the Dallas defense, Eagles defense, Bills defense. You know, I I, I can have my pick in an elite defense. Yeah. Or or I could try to go for more depth. Because realistically, after the probably the seventh round, maybe the eighth round, uh, the players just don't really matter. Like r- really, if you if you go back at your previous years of your draft and look who stayed on your roster. Probably nobody from six round and down. Yeah. So if you take a kicker in a defense here, I think that's probably the smartest thing you could do. Because guess what? They're playing every week and they're an elite team. Especially like the Niners defense. Chances are you're probably not benching them too often unless for a specific matchup that they really don't have a good one on. But I see Elijah Mitchell on the board. So I take him. Yeah, I, I get your point with the kicker and defense. I think it's probably still slightly too early. You think? Uh, I would maybe go, for me, the 13th, 14th round. Uh-huh. Just to, to 
thing. I know it's not much, but it's just slightly too early for me. Slightly too early? That's fair. All right. So maybe maybe tenth round's a little too early, but I think I think when you have your starting lineup filled and you know that personally, like I mentioned earlier, Matthew Stafford is going late, and I'm going to take him late. I think the logic is sound. Logic. Okay, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's all I needed to hear. I needed that validation <laughs> in my life. So, I mean, Elijah, I specifically took Elijah Mitchell a little bit early than his ADP suggests, but, I mean, realistically, 10th round doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, he's back up to... I might have gone to, McKinnon there, sew up the Kansas City backfield, but Elijah Mitchell's a good running back. Because I already have Pacheco, I didn't want to double down on it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I mean, Christian McCaffrey likes to get hurt every so often. So does Elijah Mitchell. But, I mean, he's going to be the backup to a Shanahan offense. If I can solidify a potential piece of that, I'm going to go for it. So I did mention that I want Matthew Stafford later. For some odd reason, I feel like you're going to do it and just take Matthew Stafford just to stick it to no, me. No, no, not at all. I uh-huh. um, I think I really, I, I really like this as a strategy. I'm looking at I've got my own a second quarterback. It's not Straff. It's not Stafford, though. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to do that. All right, so that means I'm, you know what? I'm taking Justin Tucker. Fair enough. That's it. I, I got my, I got the world's best kicker on my team. Now, this is not my aforementioned second quarterback. But as okay. much as I kind of dislike him, I'm interested in Russell Wilson here. Uh, you're going to stack him. We've seen him. what he's able to do. You're going to stack, oh, okay. I could stack him with Cortland Sutton. But when is Cortland Sutton going to be in your starting lineup? Because well, you have he, you have AJ Brown out with uh, Russell Wilson, he will, but. yes, but you have AJ Brown, you have DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. Yes, you could put him in your flex technically. I mean, potentially, he's my wide receiver four. And yes, I have to start three. Yes, I would. I mean, I I should be going wide receivers here. So Tyler Boyd, yeah, maybe. Sky Moore, yeah, maybe. Rondale Moore has a nice ceiling. I think Skymore is a really good pick. Uh, the, the, while there's just a, a handful of receivers in Kansas City, nobody really sticks I'd out. Are you interested in Zeke? Do you think he plays this year? I don't want him. Like, Davin Cook's still available in the free agency. Yeah, true. Um, we've got uh, all, a little bit deep at Nico Collins. Interesting. Tyler Boyd plug and play if there's something that happens to chase or higgins he becomes immediately very interesting correct i'm gonna go jonathan mingo my favorite wide receiver in this class okay okay i think he could be the one in carolina by the end of the year um and that he should pair well with bryce young or um uh, andy dalton and sky Moore, rondale Moore, rasheed rice Nice, good noise. Good noises about Romeo Dubs coming out of camp. Stack Michael Gallup with Dak Prescott. I could wait in all of those. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> that triggered me a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. I, I was waiting for the pang of recognition. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Algier, I guess, in that Falcons offense. Yeah, they, I don't really I like, like any of the picks here. I mean, it's, that's why. Like, that's I why I, I yeah, go ahead. tight end. So, Juwan Johnson in New Orleans with Derek Carr. Um, I want... Uh, what's the guy's fucking name that I want, Nata? 
Uh, Evan McPherson? No, he is... I, I, right I'm, now, I, I see this as I'm two gonna Tyler's. I'm going to take Mike Gesicki. Oh. Because I think he ends up being New England's wide receiver one. Interesting. Interesting. That's an interesting pick right there. Let's see. I mean, we, we haven't really done a, a rundown on the draft picks in a while. Granted, they're all kind of irrelevant at this point. But after Elijah Mitchell, um, I'm going to take, a, take a, a stride at it. Uh, Devon Arcane? A-Chain. A-Chain? Devon A-Chain. De- Devon A-Chain. He got taken yeah. right after after Elijah Mitchell, Alan Lazard, Daniel Jones. Chiga Kwonkwo. Chigozium Akonquo is his name. Chigozium Akonquo. A guy taken after that. Dalton Schultz, Aaron Rodgers, Jarek McKinnon, Dalton Kincaid. God, just have normal names, people. Have normal names. Odell Beckham. Did you see the college football all-name team that someone put out last week? No, I don't want to know. A guy that we're going to be tracking closely over the next four years, assuming we're still doing this. Tight end uh, at FIU, Rowdy Beers. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like that we one. We haven't acquired that. We got to have some Rowdy Beers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Odell Beckham, Greg Dulch, and then, of course, I took Justin Tucker, Cole Komet, Jared Goff, Jacoby Myers, Adam Thielen, Darnell Mooney, and then, of course, you took your your, your Jonathan Mingo and your Mike Kosecki, Tyler Higby, Tyler Algier. I was kind of hoping he would come back to me. Devin Singletary, Devontae Foreman. And uh, no defense is taken. So congratulations. Uh, I am now the owner of not only the best kicker in Justin Tucker and the best defense in the San Francisco 49ers. So we had Gerald Everett, Kendra Miller, Sky Moore, Tyler Boyd, Rondale Moore, the Moore brothers, uh, <laughs> Raheem Mostert, Bryce Young, Tank Bigsby, Rasheed Rice. Just Is it Justin Warren? Warren? Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. Justin Warren is a guy I know. Nice. Yeah. He was on Neighbors. Was he a nice guy? Away. He was on one of those. Yeah, he's a very nice man. Huh. Call him Hollywood. Hold on. Uh, uh, Rashid Rice. Is that Jerry Rice's son? No. Uh. No, no, Jerry no. Rice's son is Long Grain Rice. <laughs> it's bad. I thought that's funny. So, let's see. Kyler Murray is actually available. That's interesting. Yeah, there'd be people picking him in best ball. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's, it's a so, very good. Um, this is your pick to pick. take Stafford. I think just sew it up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna take Stafford, but then I was looking on the list. I see. I see Kyler Murray right there. Um, I do want to say, like, say, say. Uh, you know, somebody did take Matthew Stafford before me, and I couldn't perform that stack. I would do it with Jordan Love. Yeah, I would not mind that stack at all. I wouldn't mind as as much as I wouldn't mind taking a 49ers quarterback. I don't know which one it's going to be, so I'm not going to do it. Um, Kyler Murray would be a really good pick right now at this point, but I'm going to go with my stack, and I'm taking Matthew Stafford. There you got Stafford, Zeke, uh, Rashawn Johnson from Chicago running back, Jeff Wilson, Romeo Dobbs, Dawson Knox. I am going to take a kicker or a defense with this 
pick. Youngway Koo kicks in a dome. That offense should be better. I'm going to go with him. Solid pick. And I'm going to take a second quarterback. And that's Trey Lance to stack with Debo Samuel. I, I, I had a feeling. Had a feeling. Kyler Murray taken. That is a good, solid pick from Team 11. Michael yep. Gallup. Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears. Sam Laporta. Zay Jones. All right, now I'm back on the clock. And at this point, you know, I set, I have my set roster now. That's it. Like, everybody that I pick, kicker defense, three wide receivers, two running backs, quarterback, tight end. I have it's house it. money now. Yeah, now, now I'm kind of picking of who I potentially like and who I think could be a really good one. And I'm interested in... So who who can I take that would really solidify my team if somebody was to get injured? I hate playing this way, but you know what? Guess what? It happens in football. Yeah, handcuffings is a, a thing for a reason. And Kenneth Gainwell seems interesting. Chubba Herbert. A Clyde Edwards Alaire. I looked at it. I looked at it. Ooh, actually, there's a pick here that I want. So I'm going to come back to it. So I, I'm actually going to take Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I know I know, I have Pacheco, but now I, I... If for some odd reason Clyde Edwards Hilaire does become the starter again, then I at least have a starter in that offense, if that makes sense. So Jerome Ford, Jordan Love, Nico Collins, DJ Shark, Wondale Robinson, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, the Buffalo Bills, Evan McPherson, Daniel Carlson, and you are back, baby. Back, baby. You got, you got two more picks. Got two more picks. Two more picks. I'm going to go Donovan Peoples-Jones. Ah, you son of a bitch. That's who I was going to go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I, Let's I go. really like that pick. Yeah. Um, Harrison Butker, the New York Jets, the Dolphins, Tyler Baskin, the Patriots. Peoples-Jones, I think that is the best chance you're going to have at a wide receiver two this late. Yes, I, I think should, so I as should, well. I should have picked him with my last pick. Yeah, the if only I problem... Now, now, I would be open to trading him before you because I do have Elijah Moore. That means I have two Cleveland wide receivers. Chances are one yep. of them is going to overtake the wide receiver two role. Yep. Same reason why I took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, even though I own Pacheco... Now I know for sure I'm going to have a stake in that offense. I'll trade him for I'll trade him for this. This right here. Okay, I'm interested. That's good. That's good in an audio medium. I was giving him the finger. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I still need a I still need a defense. They're walking off the board. I don't really care. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, Sam Howell, probably not. Uh, Josh Downs. How Downs interested are you? In What's Hunter, Ren how interested are you in Hunter Renfro? Not especially. Slightly more interested in Chase Claypool, Robert Woods. Slightly more interested in Devontae Parker. Slightly more interested in Nathaniel Tank Dell. There's Curtis Samuel. MVS. I don't necessarily want too much of the New England offense, but um, Tall Reek is out there. I am going to go for Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson? 
Not bad. Should be the wide receiver too for the Rams. And that leaves me with the last pick in the draft. I am going to take the Baltimore Ravens team. No, no, last pick for your team in the draft. Yeah. Last so Miles, Myers, Seahawks, McManus, Matt Gay, Steelers defense. I am back on the board for the last pick of the draft. And now... Um, you know, I'm taking Tyson Hill. Yep, I think that's a really good pick. Yeah, uh, backup side end to managers, and to be honest, I couldn't really think of anybody better. And Tyson Hill actually has potential, so it makes sense. So, do you want to run through your team for the people? All right, so let's do a breakdown real fast. So, Cooper Cup, number one, Derek Henry, Mark Andrews, Miles Sanders, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, Isaiah Pacheco. James Cook. Every time I see a Cook, like the, the need to say like either Brandon or Dalvin Cook, but James Cook, Elijah Moore, Elijah Mitchell, Justin Tucker, San Francisco, Matthew Stafford, Clyde Edwards, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then Taysom Hill. So, so before we run down on your team, can you give me the strength and weaknesses of my team? Uh, good flexibility. Okay. I don't think you're going to be beholden to picking anyone, which is always good. Like, you know, that's a mindset thing. Obviously, you've gone early with, you know, perceivably the best kick of the best defense. I like the stack, Stafford Cup. If they're back to their best, that's a, a, a weak winning stack. Ed, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, I like that. I think you're too thin at receiver. You have to start three which means that if something was to go wrong, you're either starting more or people's Jones. And then potentially, if something really goes wrong, you're starting both. I like Taysom Hill. I think that's a really good mm-hmm. pick at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, run, running backs running backs are solid. I, I, I think it's a good all-round team. I think... I, I don't know if you'd be walking away going, yep, this is a team that's going to win it, but I think it gives you a, a shout. Yeah, I think uh, th- this isn't a immediate, oh, I won the draft, uh, hand me the trophy right now. But I think this is a team that people are going to have to go against and say, okay, I have to put up, you know, this is a half-point PPR. I got to put up like 115 to 120 to make sure I win because I feel like this team has a, a safe a safety net at around 100. Have a look at Team 7 there. Okay. Their All running right. backs are Dalvin Cook, currently unsigned. Rashad Penny can't stay on the field with a new team in fourth and oh, third wow. on the death chart. Deonta Foreman, who's probably second on more, possibly the worst offense in football. And Ezekiel Elliott, currently unsigned. Yeah, so right now their starting lineup, as of right now their starting lineup is Rashad Penny and Deonta Foreman. Yeah. Yeah. Which of these teams do you like the most? I think you're going to say Team 3. I mean, as much as I really like that, um, they're really thin on wide receiver. Really thin on wide receiver. But I mean, but that's the thing about going heavy RB. You're thin yeah. receiver. It's the same in the NFL when you see it on defenses. Teams going all in on the secondary can't afford pass rush. Teams that go hard on the pass rush have to make do in the secondary. Yes, that is 100% correct. I mean, I do like Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. You have very solid running backs. But at that point, he took Justin Herbert for pick number four you can't do that you got to take a wide receiver yeah got to take a wide receiver at that point whether that was amari cooper did, dj moore did get the Drake herbert London. williams stack he did he did but mike williams he's just so inconsistent and 
frustrating to be an owner of. Yeah, I I can never recommend Michael Williams, and I mean Justin Herbert. Uh, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't take Justin Herbert at that pick. I've got a, a stack for you for next week. Okay, I'm interested. First round Austin Eckler, third round Keenan Allen, fourth round Justin Herbert. Oof, and you, you are really sew up that Chargers offense. Yeah, you you are going all in on the Chargers. Which isn't a bad idea. It is a good offense. High-powered offense. Tough division. They're going to have to put up points. It's not a bad idea. But say they have a bad day, then you yeah. lost your week. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. That's it? kind of the point. All right. Let me let me run through my team and Go you, for can, it. you can give it the once over. AJ Brown, Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Alexander Madison, DeAndre Swift, Dak Prescott, AJ Dillon, Khalil Herbert, Cortland Sutton, Jonathan Mingo, Mike Gasicki, Young Waku, Trey Lance, Van Jefferson, and the Ravens defense. I like the team. I like the their first six from AJ Brown, Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf, Samuel, Madison Swift. I'll even add Dak Prescott in there. I think those are all phenomenal picks. I think you really made the most the made the most of your spot, especially on those double taps. I think I, I think uh, this is a good team from that point on. The only weakness I think is at the end. I don't think any of those players will ever see your starting lineup. Who, uh, uh, Sutton, Mingo, Jefferson. Yeah, stuff like that. Like Trey Lance, Jefferson. I mean, maybe on a bye. I mean, it depends on what happens with the Niners. Like Trey Lance, Jefferson, Mingo, Sutton. Maybe Sutton on a bye week. Something happens to Cup. Jefferson's the number one in that offense. Yeah. Whether you it, whether you want that or not, uh, you could you could debate. If I if I left the draw, I'd be pretty happy with that team. I'd feel pretty confident. Yeah, I, it's, I'm it's a really good happy with how that went. Yeah, it's a good team right there. Like, um, I, I guess I'm pinning a lot on Madison and Swift. Yeah, but it's not it's not a bad thing to do because I mean Madison is RB one, and I believe so is Swift, right? Uh, yeah, he should be, he should be. But obviously Jalen Hurts is the RB one in in that. Fair, uh, that, that is true. Well, that is true. Uh, and then you've got Dylan, who should be the one. Herbert, who should be the one. There's plenty of depth there. I, I I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. That is true. And the, uh, the only problem is is you could only start two, potentially three RBs, but I think you'll be starting... No, actually, you know you will be starting three RBs. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm starting... It, it, it's going to come down to, like, AJ Dillon, Khalil Herbert, Sutton, and Mingo as my flex each week. Yeah. Mm. But that's okay. I can live with that. It's not a bad... Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad problem to have. Yeah. It's not a yeah, problem. Exactly. Yeah. Any, any other team that you kind of look at and say oh you know they did they did kind of decent i think uh maybe team one has a semi-decent team i like it um no i think i think that's it team three yeah we talked about them you know who actually has a decent team team 11 yeah yeah i like team 11 team 11 team team 10 is fine team 11 is Diggs, Lamb, Mixon, Jackson, Godwin, Connor, Dodson, Gibson, Williams, Williams, Mooney, Higby, Knox, Murray, Patriots, Myers. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Hmm. Something to chew on. It is. It is. So, so a- a- anything different than what you expected? In what sense? Um, players in ADP positions. Um, 
agree Madison was probably lower. I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be a third rounder come proper draft season. Yeah. Deontay Johnson seems good value at his pick. Um, Juju, I probably want a piece of that late. Uh, there's there's a run on like average running backs. That's the that problem. Turn. That's the problem is there only is average running backs. You have Christian McCaffrey, you have Eckler. After that, you have average running backs. Yeah. And that's why maybe you maybe want a couple more in those middle rounds. But no, I'm yeah. I'm I'm kind of I think that sort of played out about what I'm saying. I, you know, there's a bit of a wasteland in those middle middle uh, rounds there, but that that's kind of typical. Yeah, it is typical because after that there is a significant drop off in talent, and yep. then you're kind of you're you're taking players that you don't mind, but you don't necessarily want. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at the upside rather than um, the downside, or hoping yeah. for the upside rather yeah. than looking at the downside. All right, cool. Well, this shall been, we uh, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, this is one. This has been a long episode. I think next time when we start looking at stacks and stuff, I don't think we'll necessarily be doing a whole mock draft, but I think we'll be no, talking a so. lot of a lot of uh, quarterback to wide receivers, or quarterback to even running back potentially. That yeah. you and obviously quarterback to tight end that you can really put together to, to double up on those points, double up on those touchdowns, yards, and all that good stuff that I think really uh, it's a cheesy way to double up on your score without the downside of the donut, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, a fairly solid strategy. It's worked for me pretty well. Yes, I highly recommend it. We'll be discussing it a lot more next week's episode. But other than that, hey, Sheehan, where can everybody find you? Uh, I am on whatever Elon Musk is calling Twitter this week. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm at Sheehan Solo. I'm the same on TikTok. Um, that's it. Don't 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 find me. You can also, oh, also listen to Screen Pass, one of the other fantastic shows on the 32-bit network. We're going to be recording some more shows uh, soon. There we go. And you can find me at, on, I think it's Twitter or X now. At uh, top tier tactics underscore or not. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. All right. Other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for all today.